0: On today's show, what does Luka Doncic's potential return mean for the Dallas Mavericks? And what are the most important things for the Mavs in their last 11 games? Talk about that and more on today's Lock On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. Welcome ah, to the Mavericks! NBA champion! He hit it! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Let it ride. Since Isaac Harris couldn't do it on Friday, I'll give you the let it ride today. We got one. We got one left over. It's not a Mavs win without letting it ride on Locked On Mavs. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let me know what's the most important thing for the Mavericks in these last 11 games. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepix.com, promo code Locked On. Game winner, let it run! Oh, it feels good. Isaac Harris out at a wedding today. I'm back. Went on a trip with my family to the Grand Canyon. Appreciate everybody that hung out with Isaac while we while I was out. Uh, he did a great job covering for me, as always. And that shot from Maxi Cleveland on Friday was maybe one of the biggest shots of the map season. I mean, Isaac spent a lot of time talking about that shot on Friday, and he may have undersold it. That's how important that shot was because if you start looking at where the Mavericks are, their record, you know, the vibes around the team, the the maxi overthrow of Christian Wood in the Spurs game on Wednesday before that, like the redemption shot that Kyrie Irving called it. Like that there is some there's some real stuff behind that. Because I think that this team needed something like that. They've had so many of these games just go wrong. Think about all the clutch games since the Kyrie trade. They're 5-7 and seven in clutch games since the Kyrie trade. Think about all those games, all the dumb things that went wrong in different ways. Think about all the dumb games this team has had, like lost this season. Remember the Bucs game where they couldn't hit any free throws? They were the Lakers in that, in that game. There's been just so many games like that, and they deserved a game like that. So I'm very glad they got that game. Uh, but today we're going to talk about what Luka's return could mean. Because he is listed as uh, questionable. Questionable for this game on Monday against the Memphis Grizzlies which I think is important and uh it just gives just gives me a little just gives me a little hope. Little hope that he can come back. He was a, and so we'll talk about that and what his return can mean and then we'll talk about the most important things for the Mavericks in the last 11 games. Because there's only 11 left. There's only this amount of the season left and I think there's some real things the Mavericks have to address and talk about over this next sh- stretch and this next run. So we'll talk about that. And get into it. But let's start here with Luka Doncic. So Luka Doncic officially listed as questionable against Memphis Monday tonight when you're listening to this. He is listed as one of the probable starters. Mavs PR sends out like a game, you know, preview thing where they go through and they say, Hey, here's your uh, you know, the 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 media guide, game notes for the for each game. They do it for every single game and they list the probable starters, and Luka is one of those. Now, I wouldn't take that as gospel because that changes. Uh, that, ch- that changes all the time they're just going with what they think their probable starters are but that he's listed on there i think is a positive thing and that he's questionable and not like doubtful is is good too it's not probable right you, if you think about the levels of injury it's available is the best one he's he's definitely playing probable questionable is lower doubtful and then just like out i think those are all five i think those are that's all five of them but with Luka Doncic, he was a full participant in practice on Thursday, March 16th. So this is not coming out of the blue. Like, hey, all of a sudden he's just back and he's just going to go for it. They've been like monitoring this thigh injury. They're, they're playing it very cautious, and they should. Because think about where the Mavericks are right now. They could be in a, a scenario very easily where they're in a play-in. Where they're playing one game to basically decide whether you're going to play the Nuggets or the Kings or Grizzlies. And I know that there's some people out there that say, Whoa, the Grizzlies, the, the Nuggets aren't all that, blah, blah, You'd much rather play the Kings or the Grizzlies instead of the Nuggets. Right? They're, I think we can all agree with that. And so the difference between, like, you know, a <laughs> playing game with Luka and without Luka is maybe life or death in the playoffs. And if you don't have Luka in the playoffs, it doesn't matter anyway. But... They're being very cautious about it. I appreciate them being very cautious about it. Luca also spoke at shoot-around before the Lakers game on Friday. He said, getting better, hopefully by next game on Monday. But we'll see. It's day-to-day. He's day-to-day with all of it. So we'll see what happens with Luca uh, if he actually does play. The last time he played was March 8th against the Pelicans. He's only missed like four games. It seems like it's been forever since he's been out. But he's only missed about, about four games now with this specific injury. But this season overall, Luca has missed, uh, what, 14 games total? Five games were second out of back-to-backs earlier in the year. Then he missed that one game with the left ankle injury January 28th. He missed four games with that right heel injury that he was dealing with from February 4th to 10th. And then he's missed four games now with the left thigh injury. So it is positive that, like, it's left ankle was the first injury for one game, then right heel, then left thigh. I mean... At least it's not all the same leg and he's just kind of like dragging that leg behind him. <laughs> at least we'd have to ask our friend Brian Suterer, uh if, if that's true, but at least to me, I look at that. And so when you think about Luka coming back, you say, okay, what does it mean if, if Luka does come back for this Memphis game? Okay. It's so tight right now. It's so The Mavs need every single game. Currently, right now, after the games tonight, Nuggets win, Suns lose, Clippers win, Pelicans win. Uh, I think the Lakers ended up winning against, against the Magic. So right now the Mavericks are two games back from number four in the Phoenix Suns. That's kind of nuts. Kevin Durant still is not, you know, working on coming back. One and a half, they're two games back from the Clippers now too, right? Or one and a half games back. One and a half games back from the Clippers now. That's not out of the question for fifth. Neither of those are out of the question. Two games back and one, game, one and a half games back with like 10, 11, 12 games left for each team. And then the Mavericks sit at sixth. They're a half game up on the Warriors, and they play the Warriors. This is very important. The Mavericks play the Warriors on Wednesday in Dallas, which is huge. The Warriors are a terrible road team. Seven and 29 on the road. They're 29 and seven at home. And if Luka is back for that game, if Luka doesn't play against the Grizzlies, then you're hoping that he's just really wanting to be ready for that game because the Mavericks need this game against the, uh, the Warriors. And, and you know, when I talk about the most important things for the Mavericks, this game is almost one of them because the Mavericks are a half game up on the Warriors and they're tied one and one in their record. When you look down the standings towards the end of the year, now you start to have to look through the tiebreakers for seating right now. The Mavericks are ahead of the Warriors because they have a better record than them. Just slightly. They have one less loss than the, than the Warriors. So if you look at you first look at record, so they have one less loss. That means they're higher than them. But if they finish the season tied, then they look at your head to head record. So Mavs versus Warriors, and go go by that. And the Mavericks are one and one against the Warriors. They play them on Wednesday in Dallas. Hopefully Luca is back. Hopefully Kyrie is playing, and they dominate that game, which they need to. They just need a game like that. Warriors have been bad on the road, and then they win that tiebreaker, and that'd be huge for them. They they need this game on Wednesday. So what does Luka coming back mean? It means games like that just means so much more and that they have a chance to get those games. Mavericks are also only one game up on the Thunder for the eighth seed. The Thunder, the plucky Thunder. Shout out to Ry- Ryland Styles and the Thunder. Uh, the Mavericks are one game up on them, and they are one and two against the Thunder. So they do not have the tiebreaker, and they don't have a chance to get the tiebreaker either with them. And so, this the next stretch it matters a lot. You have to have, end with a better record than the Thunder because you, you don't have a tiebreaker against them. They're one and a half games up on the Timberwolves for ninth right now. And uh, they're one and two against the Timberwolves, too. So, the same thing the same thing against the Thunder and the Timberwolves. You don't have another shot to break that tiebreaker. And so, if you t- end up tied with one of those teams, you are below them if you're the Mavericks. So, that's nine and that's eight and nine. Oklahoma City, Minnesota. Then there are one and a half games up on number 10, Utah. They're three and one against Utah, and they're two games up on the Lakers now, and they're three and one against the Lakers. So that's very positive. There's, there's a very small possibility now that the Mavericks will finish out of the play unless something crazy happens, right? There's just a lot of numbers in their favor at this point. So coming up, let's talk about what else Luka can do. What, else, what other big questions we have about Luka, including... Is he healthy enough? And healthy enough for what? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can go see what is available at Prize Picks. You just pick two to five players and their projections, their scoring. They have baseball right now. Uh, You can pick how many like earned runs a player has. Uh, You can pick all kinds of different stuff with this. You can just spend a spend some time on it, looking up, see what you can. But if you just want to look at NBA. Our old friend Brunson playing against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Brunson, 24 and a half points, more or less than that. I'll go more scoring against Mike Conley there. And then you can pick on the other side of it. Uh, they, don't have any they don't have any Minnesota players because Anthony Edwards is probably out. Uh, you can also pick Mitchell Robinson. He's upset about his role. Who knows how many touches he'll get, but seven and a half points? Give me less on that. You put down 20 bucks, you can win 60 bucks on just those two. Uh, plays right there. If you want to add Isaac's guy, Terry Rogier, against the Pacers on Monday, pick more than 22.5 points. Uh, that ups your odds there as well. So go check it out. Prize Picks, use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You can get 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com. All right, Isaac, thanks so much for hanging out with us guys on LOCKDOWN Maps, We appreciate each and every one of you. Become part of the show. If you listen every day, you're part of the raccoon squad. Thank you so much for making just like I went on this trip to the Grand Canyon with my family. It's not, it's not possible without you guys. I appreciate that. All right. Luka Doncic coming back. Hopefully he comes back against this game against the Grizzlies. If not, then it's probably gonna be Wednesday because that game is very important for the Mavericks. I talked about that in the first segment. Now, the bigger question to me, besides just okay, when does he come back? Is how does he come back? How does Luka come back? Is he healthy enough to put forth the effort needed the Mavericks will need to win these really tight games? That Warriors game is not going to be easy. They're going to come in. They know that they need that game too. They know that they've sucked on the road. They know that the the Grizzlies and Dylan Brooks are laughing at them and and all all that stuff. They know that. And so is Luka healthy enough to put forth the effort needed? Because what we saw towards the end where – the Mavericks realized we can't just throw this guy out there anymore. It's be, it's becoming detrimental. The, his effort level is becoming detrimental to this team more so than it was in the past. It's not just him missing an assignment on defense or falling asleep at the wheel and somebody somebody catches him back door or, or something like that. It was he can't he can't change directions enough like, like fast enough to be able to catch up to guys if he does fall asleep or if he does you know miss an assignment by a, a split second. He couldn't. He couldn't like recover enough to even defend or play in the defense. The Mavericks that, that it requires. It requires a lot from a guy like Luca because he's going to be guarding guys in the corners and guys that aren't going to do a lot of stuff. And then they're gonna. Then the other team's gonna try to move everything around, and then Luca's gonna be put in actions. And like you have to be ready. You have to be ready to defend at all times with the Mavericks. You can't just hide. It's not the 2000s. It's not the early 2000s anymore. It's not, you know, 2010s where you can just hide somebody on somebody. Doesn't work like that really anymore in the NBA. So is Luka healthy enough to put forth the effort? Because part of it was just effort from him. But I think also this injury really did slow him down. You can't just say, oh, Luka just all of a sudden just sucked on defense so bad. and blah blah. It got worse because of this injury. I mean, a thigh injury, plus he's had the same usage percentage on offense. Like he just, he ratcheted it down on defense way too much. And it became such a big problem. We talked about it on the show for a couple days. But how does Luca come back? Is he is he healthy enough? There's, whew, there's a couple of of Twitter body language doctors looking at Luca limping to the huddle when Maxi got the dog the dog pile after the game winner against the Lakers and saying, "Man, I don't know about how Luca looks right now." Was he just like? kind of walking over and sauntering over, or was he really limping? Is he really struggling? Like, what is going on with him? We know that Luca was a full participant in practice. So there's running, there's there's five on five, there's all kinds of different things that could happen in practice. We don't know what each one looks like. But he did partic- fully participate in practice. He did participate in shoot round. Like, the, I don't think the Mavericks would send him back if he's literally limping and cannot use his leg. Now, we'll <laughs> we'll see if I eat those words on Monday, but... You got to believe in Casey Smith. If you believe in something, like if you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. If you don't believe in Casey Smith, the Mavs, uh, like director of player health and medicine and all that. But how does Luca come back? That's a big question the Mavs have to answer. And then l- let's start. Let's go into the most important things for the Mavericks in the last ten games because one of them is with Luca. It's Luca and Kyrie. That pairing, that that relationship, those two guys on the court is the most important thing over the last eleven games. You can say health, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But it's them two playing together. They've played in nine games together. I think pretty much all of them have been clutch games, except for that Spurs game right after the uh, right after the All Star break. They have a they've played four hundred and seventy two possessions. Ask your local coach, or if that's enough possessions to count as a, as a meaningful sample size. Twitter isn't the coach, <laughs> but. It's a decent size. 472 possessions is about is about five full games, give or take. Like if they played all 48 minutes together on the court. So like, okay, five games. I mean, it's, it's not telling you everything, but it is telling you something. It's telling you the relative effectiveness. Is this going in a good direction, basically? They have 124 offensive rating. Incredible. Great. Really high. 114.9 defensive rating. For this season, that's average. So it's it's been fine. When when Luca and Kyrie have been on the court together, it's been fine. The offense has been great and the defense has been fine. That overall comes out to being good. But then you get down to crunch time and they've lost these games late for various reasons. For you know, the you know, the when, like the very famous thing when they first where like oh you you take the shot you take the shot and they were passing back and forth didn't get a shot off or when Luca took the contested shot against the, Gri- the the Timberwolves when they first were paired together they've had some moments like that can they iron it out can they figure out who who's going when what they figured out some things but it just takes time and chemistry and can they get it together and anytime Kyrie is asked about Luca he starts he starts by saying like I don't know him very well <laughs> right like they have not been together for very long at all. And then they've been injured. Luca missed, you know, now these these four games. Kyrie missed, you know, four games of, of his own. Three games of the right foot soreness, one game right before the All-Star break. Uh, Luca missed two games right when Kyrie joined the team. So it feels like Kyrie's been on the team for a, a long time now. They've only played nine games together. So there still is a lot to iron out about that relationship, how they can, you know, figure that out. I'm not concerned about it. It's looked good already on the court, but they've got to iron out some of those finer tuned details and all that. So Luca and Kyrie, definitely one of the biggest things I'm looking for for this last stretch. I hope that they stay healthy. I hope Luca stays healthy and Kyrie stays healthy just so we can see it. Obviously, this team doesn't go anywhere without both of those guys. Anywhere meaningful in the playoffs anyway. But I just want to see those two together more because they can do some incredible stuff. Like watching Kyrie against the Lakers, you're just like, this guy is just what Luka needs at times. Just somebody to take the ball and go get a bucket for you in any situation, at any spot on the court, with any coverage. Go get me a bucket, right? He's never had a guy like that. And now he does. So coming up, let's talk about the other most important things for the Mavericks. What are the most important things for the Mavericks over the last 11 games of the season? We'll talk about that uh, coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about the Nissan Electric player of the week. It it's gotta be Maxi Kleba, right? I mean, that that play where Maxi Kleba gets the ball, hoists it, leaning left to beat the Lakers. They needed a three to win. They get the three. Kyrie is double teams. An incredible pass from Kyrie. That makes Maxi Kleba the Nissan's the most electric player of the week. Brought to you by the all new all electric 2023 Nissan Aria. I know Isaac gave it to Kyrie. I'm giving it to Maxi now because that shot was electric. It was brilliantly fierce when it came off his hands. I mean, the the dog pile was stunningly powerful. How Jason Kidd came into the uh, the dog pile and <laughs> Kyrie, even after the game, was like Jason Kidd, even like forgot that he was a coach and jumped in the dog pile. Would uh, you love to see that? You love to see guys uh, getting together and just uh, being really excited for a guy like Maxi Kleba that had never hit a game winner in his life in any in any league. He said. And so that, that is what encapsulates the 2023 Nissan Aria packs, pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV, just like Maxi was pinned to the floor in the dog pile. So was the Nissan Aria packs, pin to your power, pin to your seat power. Shop now at NissanUSA.com, the EV for people who love to drive. Also want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar, tastes like a candy bar. I took some of them on my trip. And they're delicious. I carried them in my backpack, or just like in my pocket, or whatever. And I was walking the Grand Canyon. I needed something to eat, and boom, brownie batter puff. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, six grams of sugar. Uh, I almost did a full live read in front of my mother, who was wanting a snack, and I had a built bar. And she pulled it out of the, you know, the cooler, and she said, "Oh man, I don't know if I want something so sweet. You know, I'd rather just get like a, a granola bar or something else, or a piece of fruit or something." I said, "No, no, 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 mom, mom." Six grams of sugar. It's going to taste like it's really sweet, but you're not getting all the sugar that you're, you know, you're conditioned to say, oh, I, I got to limit my sugar. That's not what you're getting with the Built Bar. So go check it out. They have two free bars with every purchase today. So uh, hopefully you're listening to this by the time that that's, hopefully that's not over. New Mint Brownie Puff as well. Go check it out. You can get them at Walmart and Sam's Club. Get them on, web, on the website. They have all kinds of deals all the time. Go check it out. It's built.com. All right, Isaac, thanks for hanging out with us on Locked On Mavs, making, and being part of the show. We appreciate you guys. The most important things for the Mavericks to end the season. Talked about Luka and Kyrie, just that tandem, that pairing together. We need to see a little bit more of it. They're playing well. The stats have been good, but the clutch stuff has not been good. The last couple of minutes, the last possession, whatever, has not been good enough. The other most important thing about them is just health. I, I'll get into it now. Luca was, for as much as you want to maybe call conspiracy theory on it, he was limping around going to that huddle or going to the dog pile when Maxi hit the game-winning shot. And so we want to see how he looks. If he plays in this Memphis game on Monday, then I'm very curious to see how he looks. If he plays in that Warriors game, that's going to be a very tough game that they're going to have to play a lot of minutes, and I'm curious to see how Luca looks late. Kyrie also was grimacing around the court, talking about hey, he has right foot soreness he missed three games for, and that he thought that Kyrie mentioned, hey, it was a little bit worse than I thought. I didn't realize that my foot was was that bad. And even against the Lakers, so he comes back, he misses three games, comes back against the Lakers, plays 39 minutes, and he didn't expect to play 39 minutes. You could tell just in his answer. He talked about that with um, the Pelicans game, playing 41 minutes. Hey, playing 41 minutes, probably a lot, probably too much for me with this foot thing that I'm dealing with. Now for him, it's just, it's just, you know, pain regulation and all that for both of them. Kind of, these are not injuries that are something is like broken in them. Right. It's just, it just pain at this point. And so they could just wait and wait, wait to heal it up. Or they can get back on the court and just hope, and just hope that they don't like aggravate it or re aggravate it or something. Uh, Tim Arto Jr. also has a left calf contusion. He's missed a game here. And um, and so I mean, Mavericks are not super healthy right now. But they've just got these little nagging things here and there. And health is going to be big for them throughout the, the next stretch. Another kind of under-the-radar thing that has kind of become over-the-radar. In the radar? over the Under the radar? If a radar is like a circle, can it be over it? I guess not. Or I guess if it's a radar where it's just showing like depth perception, something can be under and over it. That's how you can be under it. If something can be under it, couldn't something also be over it? I'm over this. Kyrie integration on the team, just him becoming a leader. I've talked about several times. This team needs a leader. Their fatal, their one fatal flaw is leadership on this team. Who's going to step up? Now you're starting to see this team, at least a little bit with Maxi and Dwight and you know, and, and guys like and Kyrie and you know, guys like that, like just and Tim Hardaway and actual like vet and Bollock and veterans playing. When you have a bunch of veterans playing, you don't need leadership just as much. But when it's a bunch of young guys, you know, you, you need some guys to like you need one figurehead to kind of step up. And when they're trying to integrate new players, and uh, you know, Luca is going off and doing his thing, like you you need somebody, you need a figurehead that is, that can be respected. And Kyrie's integration on this team is really important. And I thought Maxie said something very interesting and brought this up specifically. Maxie makes the game-winning shot against the Lakers on Friday. Dogpile. Everybody jumps on him. Kyrie's right in the middle of it. And then he goes to his presser. Mavs PR, Scott, pulls him over. Scott, friend of the pod, has been has been on the show before. Pulls Maxie over. Leslie McCaslin is interviewing him. Starting to ask him, how did you feel? What did you think about this? In the middle of it, he's asked about something about Kyrie's pass. And he said, or he's asked about what Kyrie said to him right after the shot. Kyrie hits the, Maxie hits the shot, dog pile. Maxie's walking over. Kyrie says something to him. Then he goes to the interview. And she said, what did Kyrie say to you? He said, redemption. Redemption shot. That's what Kyrie said to Maxie. And if you remember, back on Wednesday against the Spurs, I just watched this game today. They had a chance to seal that game before going to overtime. (laughs) And Maxie just overthrew Christian Wood from an inbounds pass. Just, just soccer style, two hands over the head, overthrew Christian Wood. And completely overthrew him. If he would have just connected with that pass, Christian Wood goes and makes like a free throw or two, they win that game without overtime. Then they go to overtime. They end up winning the game, which is great. But just an awful, awful dumb play. And so Maxi hits the game-winning shot the very next game. Kyrie comes over and says, redemption shot that was your redemption right there. And then Maxie took a second in his post game interview that was supposed to be about him celebrating his shot. Biggest moment of his career, maybe personally and says that Kyrie has been a really good teammate and I've really appreciated who, you know, what he's been and how he uplifts everybody around him. And, and, and Maxie took a minute to, to talk about that. And I don't think, and I've I'd spent some time talking to Maxie and he doesn't say things just, you know, just to say things. He, he's intentional about the way that he talks. And I think that that was a big deal because Kyrie, for everything that has been said about Kyrie off the court, on the court, I've never really heard anybody say he's not a great teammate. And so I think that's great. Kyrie also said he went into the dog pile and jumped into the dog pile because he had seen guys get hurt in dog piles in the past in NBA games. And so he went down there like leaned over Maxi and was holding up his weight so that so that Maxi didn't get hurt. I don't know about you, but that's a great teammate. <laughs> that's a great teammate because there are guys and Maxi is one of those guys that could get hurt and you know, pull something or do something at the bottom of a dog pile where you have a ton of huge NBA players jumping on you and just like being excited. That's a great teammate right there. Uh so yeah, that's um, Kyrie Irving's integration, him stepping up as a leader. If that all is part of it, and I think that that you're seeing Kyrie become that player on this team. It's going to take a little time. It always was going to, but it, he's starting to become that. And you're starting to see Maxie and others acknowledge Kyrie as a leader on the team. Other things that are more are very important for the Mavericks. Josh Green's confidence. We've seen Josh Green up and down. We've seen Josh Green a bunch of different roles this season, it feels like. We've seen Josh Green in different roles just in the past, like, three games. He's facilitator, he's defender, he's, you know, role player, he's starter, he's, like, number one option, he's the fifth option. He's just all over the place with Josh Green. And he's a versatile player. To his credit, he's a versatile player that, as, you know, his play this season has allowed him to play multiple different roles. But you have him playing... Three games in a row, Memphis, Memphis, and San Antonio, where Luka and Kyrie are out, where he averages 35 minutes a game and was in foul trouble in two of those games. <laughs> so he was in foul trouble, and he played that many minutes. That's how important he was. He scored 21, 22 points a game in those six assists, six boards. Like He was out there putting up numbers. And then the very next game against the Lakers, he plays 25 minutes. Wasn't really in foul trouble, so it's just part of the rotation. You got Kyrie back. He played a ton of minutes. Tim Hardaway was back too. And so you've just seen him go up and down in his minutes. And then he missed all three threes against the Lakers. I I'm not saying that these are completely connected, but Josh Green's confidence is going to be massive for this team. He just takes them to another level because of the way that he can move the ball. Tim Hardaway Jr. staying hot. That is a, a massive thing for the Mavericks too because when he's hot, the Mavericks just win games. It's been that way since they've got since they've had him. If he just hits a bunch of threes, it changes the game. And we've seen the Mavericks over this last stretch, uh, or any anytime in the Luka era, when, when Tim Hardaway just hits a bunch of shots, they win games. But, and you've seen it in this last two games here, one for six for three, misses a game against the Spurs, and then one for five for three, Mavericks almost lose and probably should have lost to the Lakers. So you're seeing the direct correlation right here. But those, what is it, five, six, eight games after the All-Star break, 58% from three. He's just been on fire, and they need to keep that going. They need to keep him hot. And so that's Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, and then the last thing that I really wanted to point out was just Christian Wood's focus. We've talked about his role a ton. I think his role is, is what it is. We've seen him play a little bit more recently, which I think is positive. It's also because of the injuries. I'm not sure what his role is going to be come playoff time. We'll see. But his focus is what's going to matter the most. The Mavs need him to stay focused, stay engaged, Stay with this team because his biggest problems on the on the court have been just not paying attention, the not paying attention to details. The four offensive fouls was against the Spurs. Four offensive fouls. Two of them are screens. Two of them are him just driving in the lane, sticking his knee up and right into a guy. I mean, that just details. Focus on on what you're you're doing in front of you because he's been his biggest detriment on the court focus on missing assignments or missing a backdoor cut or not knowing who's going to, you know, who's supposed to rotate here on defense. Like that's the thing. And so I think an important thing for the Mavericks is Christian Wood's focus. And does Jason Kidd have his ear enough to keep him focused or does any coach on the team have his, his ear? I don't know about that. I would guess Jason Kidd may not at this point, but we'll see. So there you go. That's the most important things for me. Let me know in the comment section below what's the most important thing for the Mavericks over the last 11 games. We'll be back tomorrow with a post game after the Grizzlies. It'll be Isaac and me together. Appreciate each and every one of you that made us part of your day. And uh, go listen to Lockdown NBA game to game. Every moment, every top performance from local analysts like me. Go to Lockdown NBA on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.